0: Praise the Lord. Tonight, the cry of the intercessors. Maybe some things tonight that you may not have considered or not considered recently. Let's receive from the Holy Spirit tonight and open up our hearts and see what he would say from the word of God to us. I wanna begin with Psalm 51, verse six. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part You will make me to know wisdom. You desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part, you will make me to know wisdom. We understand that the Bible relates our human frame as symbolic and representative of spiritual things. Eyes to see, ears to hear, hands to serve, feet to walk in the ways of the Lord last message i preached on the nobler viscera the heart the lungs and the liver but tonight let's go deeper because there's a deeper part in us there's a deeper part than our head there's a deeper part than our heart it's down at the hip level head heart and hips let's look at a few scriptures to begin john 7:37 to 39 In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly, the KJV says. I'm using a lot of KJV tonight because some of the newer translations lessen the power and strength of the original language. New King James Version says, heart. The NASB, innermost being. Out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. But this he spake of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Out of the innermost being, Jesus said, will flow rivers of living water we have a deeper part to us it's the real deepness inside of us it's the place of our deepest emotions it's down at the hip level it's the place where we feel emotion the most whether we're excited or distraught we talk about something it hit me in the pit of my stomach or we have butterflies in our stomach but we know there's a deep part in us head heart and hips. Genesis 43, Joseph, he hadn't seen his younger brother for 22 years. His younger brother Benjamin, Joseph had been taken captive to Egypt, and his little brother Benjamin was just a boy, 22 long years, yearning, wondering, will I ever see him again? And Joseph lifted up his eyes and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, and said, is this your younger brother of whom you spake unto me? And he said, God be gracious unto thee, my son. And Joseph made haste, for his bowels did yearn upon his brother. And he sought where to weep, and he entered into his chamber and wept there. His bowels wept upon his brother, deep, deepest part of his being. In John 11, as Jesus stood at the grave of Lazarus, verse 33, when Jesus therefore saw her weeping and the Jews also weeping which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. He groaned in the spirit and was troubled. The word groan there means to snort as horses, when it signifies of man, it, it speaks of something painfully deep inside of Jesus. He groaned in the spirit. He became indignant at the suffering, at the sickness, at the death that had come upon the race. He groaned in the spirit and was troubled, and said, "Where have you laid him?" They said unto him, "Lord, come and see." Jesus wept. He groaned, he was indignant in spirit, and he wept. Then said the Jews, behold how he loved him, Lazarus. And some of them said, could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? Jesus therefore again groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. This was something beyond the head beyond the heart this was at the hip level a groaning in the spirit by jesus matthew 9 36 to 37 but when he saw the multitudes he was moved with compassion on them that word compassion in the greek language properly refers to the physical organs of the intestines that's deep level Jesus, over and over again, when you read the Gospels, he was filled with compassion, he was moved with compassion, he had compassion, he was moved to the depth of his being. And because he had compassion, because he was moved so deeply, so intensely, it's no wonder the Holy Spirit could use him so wonderfully to bring life and deliverance and help But when he saw the multitudes he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd then saith he unto his disciples the harvest truly is plenteous but the labourers are few i wonder tonight if we could ask the holy spirit to begin to work on us with some new intercessions and some new compassions down in the depth of our being i mean you look at the broken world about us how could we not have compassions at work in us by the Holy Spirit. Lord, teach me your truth in the inward parts. Let this frame that I am, let me understand what you're trying to bring through me in a spiritual dimension. Well, what does the deepest part of our being teach us? What do we need? Number one tonight, compassions and mercies, deep longings and yearnings of spirit. This is something we need to develop just like we develop lungs that praise the lord and a heart that beats after god and eyes that see his word we need to develop compassions and mercies deep longings and yearnings of the spirit listen to the apostle paul in philippians 1 8 he said for god is my record how greatly i long after you all in the bowels of jesus christ He said, I'm beyond head level, I'm beyond heart level, I'm down at hip level for the saints, yearning and longing for the blessing of God and the life of God to be in them. Philippians 2.1 If there be, therefore, any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife, self-ambition or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. You mean I need to be concerned about others? compassions, bowels and mercies, intercessions, deep longings of the Spirit. Again, in Colossians 3.12, this is for all believers. The Apostle Paul said, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. He says, put these on. This is something we choose to do. Choose you this day whom you will serve. It's a choice. Choose whom you will serve and choose how you will serve. That fire to be burning on the altar, our heart filled with intercessions, our spirit groaning for blessing, for the release of God's presence and power upon people, the salvation of the Lord to come, bowels and mercies. Put on, put on this. Put on bowels and mercies. Put on humility. Put on the compassion of Christ. As we yield ourselves to the Spirit of the Lord, you can feel the working. You can feel what's going on deep inside you by the Holy Spirit. 1 John three seventeen to 18, But whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Open up our compassions. Open up our mercies. You know, just a few years ago, five or six years ago, I was in a minister's conference and the son of Oral Roberts was there addressing the conference. There weren't many of us, maybe a hundred people. And Oral Roberts, everybody I'm sure knows that name, the great preaching and healing evangelist of the last century, especially in the 50s, 60s, powerful tent crusades. These men would pour out their lives for people. God led them from glory to glory, and the people came and the crusades were filled people hungry for the Lord, people hungry for healing, so many sick and afflicted, and they would go into the Great Tent Crusade, and every night there would be the preaching of the gospel and the salvation of sinners, and then Oral Roberts would begin to pray for the sick. And these men prayed for the sick sometimes for two, three hours after the preaching meeting ended. Compassions, mercies for people, And there were those that were in attendance at the main tent but they had a separate tent just off to the side people could hear the preaching everything but in that tent Richard his son said were people that were so infirm and so diseased that they could not even come into the main tent and after Oral Roberts had prayed for the people that came in the main tent then he would go to this other tent Where these lives ravaged by disease lay and were brought by people. If God could touch them. Some last hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ upon them. And Richard, his son, was there with Oral Roberts. And Oral Roberts was praying for people and came to one man. And the man was so diseased, a living death, a stench so repulsive that Oral was overcome and ran out of the tent, only to come back a few minutes later and wrap his arms around that man and pray over him in the love of God. Richard asked his dad later, he said, Dad, why did you leave the tent? He says, I was so overcome, I I couldn't handle it. Said, I went, I left, I ran outside and I stood there and I said, God, I can't do this anymore. And he said, God spoke to me and said, if you can't pray for that man in there that is sick, then you're not worthy to be called my son. And he walked back into the tent and now not only laid hands on him, wrapped his arms around him in the love of God, God's generals. You wonder why. These men paid the price. These men were filled with compassion. And I pray, God, that that spirit of compassion and bowels and mercies would take hold of us more and more as we begin to cry out for a broken generation and a world that's so desperately lost without the lord family members people we know that truly the compassions and mercies of christ would be allowed to be released in us as we put on the bowels and mercies number two what do we need we need travail intercessions and groaning of spirit travail intercessions and groaning of spirit isaiah 66 verse 8 who has heard such a thing who has seen such such things shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day or shall a nation be born at once Oh, thank you, Lord, for as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. God's got a promise on us that if we will give ourselves to travail in intercession, we're going to see some quick results. Not waiting like in the natural world, nine months or whatever it takes and longer, but God says if we begin to travail, we're going to see some immediate results because the Lord's promise is as soon as God's people travailed, they brought forth their children. Galatians 4, 19. My little children, of whom I travail and birth again until Christ be formed in you. Birthing level. Travail is birthing level. When you're at birthing level, you birth things. You birth some ministries. You birth some souls into the kingdom of God. You birth some transformed lives. You birth some kingdom works. You birth some godly seed. As soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Travail is work. The apostle Paul said, my little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. He said, "I Galatians, I came into this region preaching the gospel, and I was filled with intercessions and travail that God would birth sons and daughters and people would come to Christ in this region. He said, I travailed, and you were born again. There was creation. He said, now I'm travailing again because you need to grow and mature and get discipled and grow strong in Christ. He said, I'm travailing again until Christ now be formed in you, creation and formation. Colossians 4.12, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluteth you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that, that ye may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. I don't think it's unreasonable to look at this verse and say, if we don't labor fervently in prayers, we will not stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. We'll live out a lesser life. We'll live out a lesser measure. If we aren't willing to labor fervently, how can we expect perfection and completion in the will of God? Epaphrase, a servant of Christ, always laboring fervently for you in prayers that ye may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Romans 8, 26 to 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God my what an opportunity what a miracle life we can live the Holy Spirit the Bible says the Holy Spirit is the one sighing the Holy Spirit is the one groaning through us with words that cannot be uttered sometimes you feel the Holy Spirit so deep for people for lost souls for situations you can't even express it it's just a sigh that comes The cry of the Spirit think of it the Holy Spirit actually inside of us and he's the ones interceding he's the one interceding he's the one sighing he's the one groaning he's the one crying you say I thought it was me no it's the Holy Spirit but your spirit is so united with him that it is you too god and man the holy spirit and the believer working so closely together in a surrendered life that the very intercessions are from the throne of god are birthed through the saints in the earth lord teach me to know wisdom in the inward parts teach me your wisdom teach me i look at my frame teach me lord Teach me the hip level. Teach me the intensity. Teach me the longings. Teach me the deep yearnings so I can cry out. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Hear the voice of my supplications. Elijah, it says in James 5, prayed earnestly. He prayed earnestly. The Greek is he prayed in praying. There was more than his voice. There was something inside of him, pushing out of him, out of his spirit, the spirit of God praying through him. He prayed in praying, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Jacob, wrestling with the angel of the Lord, with Jesus himself, in the stillness of the night, I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not let you go, Lord Jesus, until you bless me, until you transform me, until you change me, until something comes out of me that is of the divine nature and not of the Jacob nature. I will not let you go until you bless me. And the Bible says the Lord blessed him there. Hannah, intoxicated with sorrow, A woman of a broken spirit, sorrowful in spirit, the Bible says, overcome by life and circumstances, but not overcome in her spirit, dealing, dealing with her circumstances, dealing with her infirmities, dealing with her weaknesses, crying out to the Lord, crying out to the Lord. And one day she came before Eli the priest and he said, Go in peace. Your prayer has been heard. Your prayer has been heard. You've prayed through. You've got the breakthrough. The Lord will give you the answer. That's prayer in the spirit. That's prayer of travail. That's prayer out of the depth of one's being. Lord, teach me to know wisdom in my inward parts. You desire truth in the inward parts and let this be a part of my life. Let this be a part of this church and of our lives. This house of prayer, this godly seed, the cry of the intercessors in this place. Romans 8, 18 to 26, quite the words. Look at our world today. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself will also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Many translations say the whole creation. The King James Version and a few others say the creature. Because there's a groaning not only in creation itself, but there is a groaning in the fallen creature mankind himself We know that the whole creation and the fallen creature groans together in pain until now Not only that but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit the down payment of the Holy Ghost in our lives waiting for the full day Even we ourselves groan within ourselves so we groan too eagerly awaiting, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. The coming of the Lord, the great day of our redemption. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Sighs too deep for words. Groanings that you cannot express in words, inarticulate speech. In this passage, three groanings creation and the fallen creature is groaning the believers are groaning but our groaning is different than the fallen world and then even greater the holy spirit is groaning this fallen world is groaning creation is groaning the fallen creation is groaning waiting waiting if we can apply it this way because it's not only for then but now waiting for some son or daughter of God to break them free from the bondage of corruption and loose them from their chains and loose them out from under the darkness of satan and the powers that have come upon them they're waiting for the sons and daughters of God creation and the fallen creature people tonight all over the world crying out for help crying out for some deliverance crying out for somebody to show them kindness show them the blessing show them love show them care The fallen creation and the fallen creature is groaning and the believers are groaning, the Bible says. But again, our groaning is different. Our groaning is a groaning of hope. Our groaning is a groaning of believing prayer. Our groaning is a groaning that God's going to come and strengthen lives and transform lives and bring change and strengthen us as well and lift us into the glory of God. And even greater than all that is the groaning of the Holy Spirit. We're so united with the Holy Spirit that he actually, in the yielded vessel, can come right down inside where those rivers of living water are to flow, and he begins to sigh and groan and pray and intercede for a broken, lost, and suffering world. Teach me, Lord. Teach me about the inward parts. Go beyond the head, head head-level prayers, heart-level prayers, hip-level prayers. How can our prayer rooms not be filled today with pleading intercessors, every believer crying out, calling on God? How can our prayer rooms not be filled today with pleading intercessors Over the brokenness, the lostness, and the suffering of this world. I don't understand it. But if we will hear the Holy Spirit, because he's calling. He needs the church. He needs the intercessors. And you can lie on your bed in the stillness of the night and the sigh of the Holy Spirit and the groan of the Holy Spirit can be on your spirit because he's in you and he's groaning for a world somewhere tonight, some child, some teenager, some woman, some man, some people across the earth. Holy Spirit, go by your power and bring salvation. Go by your power and alleviate the suffering. People that groan and cry in the spirit. Hallelujah what do we need we need compassions and mercies we need deep longings and yearnings of spirit what do we need we need travail we need intercessions we need the groaning of the Lord down inside our lives and walk it out every day and every night worship team come beautiful old song that I remember, so beautiful, make us a house of prayer that we might meet you there on behalf of the nation to a dying generation. Make us a house of prayer, and oh Lord, teach us to pray unceasingly night and day, make our intercession for you a mighty weapon. Lord, teach us to pray. Let's stand together tonight. Maybe the Lord can put a word in your heart tonight. You might be young in the faith, young in years, lord would teach you hip level prayers birthing level the groan and the cry come out of your spirit maybe you'll go beyond the head level prayers remembrance of things and we shoot up a prayer here and there heart level affections and desire it's a level of prayer but there is a level deep down inside of us It's called Compassions and Mercies. It's called Travail of Spirit. And that in the coming days and the years of our life that we would pour out our lives for God. You know, the Lord wants this to be every Christian's ministry. And you talk about the two greatest ministries that are available to the people of God. One is the power of spiritual worship, worship, warfare, calling on the Lord, <clears throat> that's one, that's an eternal ministry. That's going on forever into heaven. We adore and praise the Lord. That is available to everyone. And that is the highest ministry. I value that above fivefold ministry, 26 gifts and ministries. Give me the worship of the house of the Lord and let me flow out unto God and minister to Him. Say, well, I don't have much of a ministry. Well, start praising the Lord in the house of God. Start dancing and rejoicing and lifting your hands and shouting unto God. That's one of the greatest ministries. Everything else I do or how God's used me or would use me, that falls far behind. Let me get into the presence of the Lord and worship. And the other is intercession because you can be an intercessor your whole life. Other ministries may drop off. Times may change. Other people may come. Some must increase, some must decrease, but one ministry we can carry right through to our deathbed is intercessions for people and for the nations. We cry out to God, we seek the Lord, we pray. Like Simeon of old, you will not die till you see the Lord's Christ aged in years, walking in the Spirit full of the Holy Ghost. Revelation of God upon him, the Spirit of God was upon him. He was praying for the consolation of Israel, praying for the comfort of God, praying for life to break forth in a broken land of his day. Anna, 84 years of age. Night and day in the temple, serving God with fastings and prayers. When you retire, take on a new life. Take on a new ministry greatest ministries we have are worship and intercession hallelujah so lord teach us of your ways tonight father god bible says cry out for your children cry out for your children you travailed in birth and they were created travail again so they will be formated come into the glorious image of Christ and walk in his ways for the house of God for the new Christians new disciples new believers my Lord we need a praying church hallelujah a church so on fire that when the new converts come in Maybe they've been struggling this during the week. They've had some setback. They've been dealing with temptation and old friends. And the devil himself is on dogging them. And they walk into the house of God Sunday morning. And the place is so filled with fire because the intercessors are praying and seeking God that the chains break off them. And they say, I found my answer again. This is where life is. This is the answer. This is the way of the Lord. This is where I will live. And they root down and plant their lives in the kingdom of God and grow. Hallelujah. Pour out their lives in the same ministry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord tonight.